Hey there, fellow pop culture nerds, Christian from the Proton Pack podcast here. Tony and I recently made the transition to host our podcast at anchor.fm, and they made switching from our previous podcast host an absolute breeze. Whether you're old pros like us or new to the podcast game, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. In fact, you don't even need the complete tech setup that we use. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free. That includes creation tools allowing you to record and edit your podcast, which you can do right from your phone or computer, and it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And as you gain traction with your show, you can easily make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. As always, I'm Christian, and with me is the Luigi to my Mario, Tony. Say hey, Tone. It's a Luigi. Kind of sounds like Mario. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Yeah, I was going to say, what does Luigi sound like? But that was, that last one was a good one. Yeah, wow, 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 wow. That's all I can think of. Um, that's all right. He hunts ghosts. He's kind of an honorary Ghostbuster with a vacuum. <laughs> uh, it was funny, you know, always growing up, uh, nobody ever wanted to be Luigi. No. Like he was the <laughs> the redheaded stepchild of the um, the Mario gang. Yeah, and in Mario 2, it's like you wanted to be him sometimes, but he had them damn crazy legs that made him jump way too effing high sometimes. <laughs> and you'd overshoot your jumps, but the princess was like the perfect balance, you know, she could float. Yeah. No, the princess was the best character in the game. The problem is that, you know, when you were a kid, you're like, oh, man, I got to be the princess. But I also kind of want to beat the level. So, <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, I don't want to play as the princess, but you're playing as the princess. Kind of <laughs> like as we record this episode, I'm an adult that doesn't want to admit I'm drinking Princess Yum Yum. But I'm drinking Princess Yum Yum by the Denver Beer Company. It is a raspberry cloche beer. It is delicious. <laughs> How manly of you. It is a damn good beer. Puts hair on your chest. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah, we're back with a, a all-new episode. We've got a whole bunch of stuff to cover. Uh, some pretty interesting news, which is pretty awesome. Uh, it's always tough to come up with stuff on slow weeks, but uh, this was definitely not one of those. Uh, as always, we'll start with TV, move into movies, and then uh, finish it up with uh, we've got a little bit of video game news this week. All right. So the first All right. The first thing uh as it's related to uh TV news is uh I don't know if you had a chance to see it last summer. Uh I went, I took my boys to see Teen Titans go to the movies. And uh it was a fun movie, you know, it uh definitely played on the the Teen Titans Go um television series. Uh I was worried that, uh, you know, the, the series 
each episode's like 11, 12 minutes long and trying to put together a, you know, hour and a half movie was a little worrisome, but uh, they did a good job and uh, I actually enjoyed it. Did you get a chance to see it, Tom? I did not get a chance to see it, unfortunately. Um, not that I didn't have a chance. I just, I didn't, I, well, I've had opportunities. I just haven't sat down and watched it, I guess. So no, in a long, long answer, no. Yeah, well, it's definitely worth it. Uh, there was a uh, mid credit scene, a spoiler alert, that uh, basically brings back the Teen Titans from the original Teen Titans cartoon series that Teen Titans Go replaced, uh, basically saying that, you know, they're still there. And uh, so it brought up a lot of, you know, interest from the people who really loved that original series. Now, that original series uh, started in 2003 had five seasons, and then was sort of abruptly canceled on a cliffhanger. And uh, people were pissed because, you know, then Teen Titans Go! came out. It was a cutesy comedy. Um, I wasn't thrilled at first, but then actually, as I got to watch it with my boys, uh, it is pretty funny. And so um, it's been announced by Warner Brothers that uh, they are actually not by Warner Brothers. It's uh, the actor who plays Cyborg, uh, Carrie Payton, uh, said that the dialogue has been recorded for a Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans either TV special or upcoming film and uh, could be pretty interesting. It, it could be really awesome uh, for fans of the show. I can't every time I see the Teen Titans, I think of uh, your oldest boy just doing his break, just getting down and dancing to the theme song. Oh, yeah. He was a little bit younger, man. He would just go to town. Yeah. As soon as that song comes on they're yeah, my youngest one, too, they get up, they start dancing. They love it. Um but uh, the, the nice thing that they did was, you know, a lot of times when they reboot a series, they'll bring in all new actors, you know, voice actors. And, you know, a, a good example of that is, uh, you know, the last Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which, you know, now is in the weird, again, cutesy comedy series with all new voice cast. And it, that series lost me. With this one, they kept the same voice actors with the same characters. And so it was... Um, uh, uh, an easier transition yeah that'll be good um especially when you do that because i liked when they did the crossover on the last ninja turtles um not the current one that's out but the one right before that mm-hmm, the and cgi they, version yeah the cgi and when they crossed over with the turtles from the 80s um and did it with the real cheese bolly music and uh, they had krang obviously they could do shredder because uncle phil's dead but um and uh, which is james avery for those who don't know and um i thought they did that well so well and they again they brought back the original voice cast from the old uh, 80s cartoon and uh you know the actor the voice actor who did donatello in the cgi version was the voice of Raphael in the old one and so it was uh again sort of nice to see that uh crossover there yeah rob polson i believe his name is uh sounds about right yeah I think he was also the Nestle Quick Bunny commercial from the 80s. That's I right. The, I think he voiced that little rabbit. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, when it comes to cartoons, there are a like a set series of voice actors that do just about everything. Um, there was a documentary that came out a couple years ago. Um, 
I want to say it's called like whose voice is that or you know whatever it is and it gets into all of these voice actors and all the different stuff that they do and uh, it, it's really sort of a neat behind the scenes look at uh, you know that world of voice acting. Yeah, that was the one you had uh, you had me watch from uh, Netflix. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it was excellent. Excellent. Uh, Joe DiMaggio was on there, right? Uh, Did I say it right? Joe DiMaggio or is John DiMaggio? It's DiMaggio. I don't think it's Joe. I don't think it's <laughs> John either. <laughs> the voice of Bender. <laughs> Bender Rodriguez. <laughs> Let's see. It is John DiMaggio. It wasn't John. Okay. John DiMaggio. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say Joe DiMaggio. I think he was a baseball player. <laughs> he was. He totally was. <laughs> so in any case, if you're a fan of the Teen Titans original series or Teen Titans Go, looks like there's going to be a crossover, uh, either TV special or film. Uh, hasn't been announced on when that's coming out, but it uh, looks like all of the dialogue's already in the can. So uh, something to look forward to. Nice, me too. Yeah. Uh, Before we move on, I got to let the dog into the office because she's whining and she's annoying. So give me just a sec. Whoop, whoop. The dog's in the room. Whoop, whoop. Okay, that was terrible. We'll edit that out or this whole little pause break will be edited out. One of the two. We're not sure. This is dead air time. And of course, when I open the door, she's nowhere to be found. All right. Oh, well. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on on television, um, but staying in the world of animated superheroes, it was announced that um, Stephen Yoon, also known as Glenn from The Walking Dead, and J.K. Simmons, who uh, was J. Jonah Jameson, uh, are going to be the voices in a new Amazon Prime series, uh, animated series, based on uh, um, uh, Robert Kirkman's Invincible comic book and uh invincible was a series that was put out by um you know kirkman's skybound comics uh same publisher as walking dead uh not a comic book i ever really got into it was sort of after um i got out of collecting comics and and reading them um you know early walking dead is where i started and that started out as an image comic but uh in any case it's got a following it's uh coming as i said an animated series to amazon prime and they've got some amazing voice talent uh, coming along with it oh yeah the the talent alone has me hooked i'm not familiar with this at all but uh you look at at this there's so many names uh on here if it would load but you <laughs> but you have uh seth rogan um zazie's beats from deadpool 2 has that Domino. Zazzy Beats. Yep. Zazzy Beats and then Mark Hamill. Um don't know who that is, but I bet he's <laughs> I bet he's pretty good. <laughs> he uh he's probably one of my favorite favorite voice actors. Uh his version of the Joker is just amazing. So good. Sound like Jimmy found there. So good. So good. So good. <laughs> so good. Um I had to do a little research on what Invincible is about. The good news is this article gives a little bit of a a synopsis. I'll read it here. Uh, Invincible is an adult animated superhero show that revolves around 17-year-old Mark Grayson, played by Steven Yeun, who's just like every other guy his age, except that his father is the most powerful superhero on the planet, Omni-Man, 
J.K. Simmons. Uh, but as Mark develops powers of his own, he discovers that his father's legacy may not be as heroic as it seems. So it sounds like, uh, you know, it's sort of a nice twist on the whole superhero tale. Um, you know, not just good guys versus bad guys, but, you know, good guys who have maybe some hidden secrets. Yeah, it looks good. I don't know much about it. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I am a fan of uh, Walking Dead and stuff, but uh, this, I think this could be a good show. Yeah, Kirkman's a good writer, you know, so I think it's in good hands. It's got some great voice talent. Um, I'm looking through here. Does it say when it's coming out? It, I don't think it does. I think it's just they're just it's coming out all right to be determined dun 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 <laughs> we'll keep you posted obviously on the show we'll things tend to pop up real quick around here yeah uh amazon uh, prime's a great streaming service to have anyway um especially if you order a bunch of stuff you get free streaming out of it um but uh, yeah they've got some great shows and it looks like this will be another one i i'm intrigued by it with the voice cast alone so and plus, Glenn is back with uh, with Kirkman. Kirkman, so we're good with that. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, so that's it for the TV news we have this week. Moving on to movies, I uh, wanted to start out with a uh, loss of an actor that uh, the name probably won't ring a bell, but as soon as you see his face, it's something that you would, uh, he's definitely somebody you would recognize. I mean, he's been in some huge movies, uh, probably most notably uh, Gremlins, and uh, that is uh, Dick Miller. And uh, Dick Miller uh, passed away at the age of 90, uh, definitely lived a, a, a nice long life, has appeared in numerous movies. But uh, like I said, I, I most remember him from Gremlins and Gremlins 2. Mr. Futterman? <laughs> Mr. Futterman. I thought he died in the first Gremlins when the tractors like ran over him and Miss Mrs. Futterman. That's but right. In, but then they were in New York and Gremlins too, and they freaked out with the he had gotten a fight with the gargoyle bat on the streets of New York. That's right. And I guess his real first name was Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Murray, what are those? That's that damn Gremlins. <laughs> I'll have to go back and watch Gremlins too. Um, I watched Gremlins over the holidays because you know it's obviously a holiday movie. But uh, Gremlins yeah. two was a little more comedic okay. than it was horror. <laughs> it was bad. Spoon. We were talking about uh, wrestlers last week during our first ever wrestling segment. We said Hulk Hogan was in mm. some bad movies. He was in that one. That's right. What you gonna do, little Gremsters, when Hulk Hogan runs wild on you, brother? <laughs> so uh yeah i mean if you get a chance uh look up dick miller like i said he's one of those faces you'll <laughs> be sure look... you put miller after that yeah yeah, yeah. search filters there yeah you might get a sporting goods <laughs> that might pop up. <laughs> but uh yeah so he's he's a big actor that we uh lost over uh, the last week or so i don't remember him in terminator you know i don't either I saw that it was there, but I'm going to need your boots, your jackets and your glasses. Mr. Futterman, please hand over your keys to your tractor so I can take on the Mogwai. I'll be back. 
the other movie that they mentioned that he was in that I just totally came back to me was uh, um, Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight with Billy Zane. Yeah, Tales from the Crypt. I enjoyed that movie. That was good. Demon Knight had a kick-ass soundtrack, too. Yeah, it did. That's the first time I heard Pantera, Cemetery Gates. Gave my parents nightmares. (laughs) 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 All right, uh, moving on. uh, We reported a couple episodes back that uh, Bad Boys for Life, Bad Boys 3, uh, was a go. And... uh, Obviously, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith were back on board. Well, a couple days ago, it was just uh, revealed on uh, Will Smith's Twitter page, the first look, quote unquote, of uh, um, oh, uh, Mike Lowry and uh, Marcus Burnett. And uh, Mike Lowry really doesn't show much. It's basically just the two of them standing there with uh, their badges on. Um, Martin Lawrence has gained probably 100 pounds. Okay, maybe not that much, but uh, he's a lot bigger than I remember. (laughs) Shanae! Oh, hell no. (laughs) In any case, uh, you know, Will Smith's been doing a good job of promoting it. Um, Bad Boys 1 and 2 were fun movies uh never really been a big michael bay fan but he did really well with those movies and uh this should be interesting because michael bay is not directing it he's producing it but you get uh, two directors and i'm going to mess up their names but uh, one is adil adil el arivi no adil el arby (laughs) arby i like arby's and bilal fala beef and cheddar Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> one of cheese, one mocha shake, bad boys for life. No one well, on this show is going to get that. No, definitely an inside joke there. But uh, yeah, looking forward to the movie. Uh, comes out uh, next January. So uh, we've got about a year before we see it hit theaters. Um, but in the meantime, they're, they got the hype machine going. I'm excited for it because you think about the first one came out in 95, I think it was in the we were in junior high or early. Yeah, it was junior high. And then the second one dropped after like in t- 2003, I think. If I'm just totally, right. I'm just going off memory. I'm not even cheating. But uh, yeah, I want to say it was like it, seven or eight years after the first. Yeah, one. they took a long time. But Bad Boys 2 was awesome. Yeah, I really like those movies. Yeah. Yeah. Bad Boys One was ninety five, and then Bad Boys Two was. No one really cares, but <laughs> <laughs> it was it was at some point. Uh, two thousand three. Not yeah, bad for so guessing. Not bad. Eight for years. Guessing. Yep. And so now it's going to be. Uh, let's see. Twelve years. No, my math is off. Two thousand three. Fifteen. Sixteen years. Seventeen years. <laughs> Damn, I'm surprised they are making it. Like Martin Lawrence hasn't done squat. What was the last thing he did? Uh, I, I mean, I'm curious. I it's gonna drive me nuts. I don't think Martin Lawrence has done crap in for so long. I'm surprised he didn't end up like on Dancing with the Stars or or something like <laughs> like that. Right. Um. Last movie I remember him in was the movie where he was a thief who pretended to be a cop. 
Um, but that had to be about the same time as Bad yeah. Boys too. Like, his last his last movie was Big Mama's House too, like Father oh, like Son. Right. Two thousand eleven. <laughs> so it's been so, a while. Oh, I guess that was a third Big Mama's. I didn't I didn't know they made three of those. Nope, me neither. <laughs> wow. Alrighty, Mark Martin. So uh, yeah, Bad Boys three. Check it out next year, January 17th, 2020. Now, speaking of uh, movies that uh, have taken a while to see the light of day, uh, last week we had announced that uh, Kevin Smith came out and said that pre-production on the Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie uh, was moving forward, that it was looking good. And this week we have official word that it has been greenlit by uh, Sabin Films and uh, Universal Entertainment. So uh, we're getting a new Jay and Silent Bob movie. Snooch to the rebooch. <laughs> Snoochie boochies, Brody man. Yeah, it's going to be weird to see a skinny uh, Silent Bob. And a post-meth addict Jay. Yeah. <laughs> and neither of them are going to have the real long hair. <laughs> right. It's all going to be, it's going to look almost like uh when Jason Biggs and Vanderbeek played them in uh, the last Jane Silent Bob. Yep. Yeah. But as long as they bring back most of the View Askew universe, like Dante, Randall, Jason Lee, whether it's Brody or Banky, and and somehow they got to get Ben Affleck involved since he's not doing something else we'll talk about soon. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it looks like they're getting ready to start shooting here in 25 days. They start I'm, shooting uh, February 25th. I'm excited because I was telling everyone last week when I saw him and Jay do their uh, Jay and Silent Bob get old show last last year. Um, they acted out a potential scene, whether it makes the movie or not. Um, but it on paper, the way they acted it out was totally funny. So um it sounds like it's going to play a lot off of Jay and Silent Bob, just kind of more modern day. So, okay. Nonetheless, I'm excited. We talked about how his uh, horror movies have not been good. So, a return to his familiarity, the things that we like, is always a welcome thing. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I like Kevin Smith as a writer, as a comedian. Um, I wish somebody would give him a. Uh, comic book property to do something with because he has such a love for it. He has such uh, respect for the source material. I think he'd do a good job. I mean, obviously he wrote a version of Superman uh, that was uh, originally supposed to be the Nicolas Cage, Tim Burton version uh, that got blown out of the water. Um, they made huge rewrites and then obviously the movie ultimately never got made, but uh, I went and read Kevin Smith's script for it and, it was really good. Well, he knows his stuff. Like we were talking about before we got on air, how he'll he'll reveal these uh, superhero trailers, and especially the Marvel ones, and he gets so into it, he tears up. Yeah. Like, he's just all about it, which I think is cool. No, I agree. And, you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, definitely has his toe in the water of, you know, everything that's going on in um, – sort of the nerd comic book pop culture scene. And obviously part of it's, uh, you know, that he does his podcasts. Um, but the other part of it is that, uh, you know, people in those, uh, 
communities in those films uh, really respect him. And, you know, for instance, he was just out uh, at the set for Star Wars Episode Nine because um, he's got a good relationship with J.J. Uh, Abrams. Right. Um, I, yeah, I love that. He's he's been all about the the total mass, quote unquote, nerd universe for so long because, you know, comic books in the 90s weren't so that wasn't what Hollywood wanted. They did a couple things here and there, but it's not as it is today. So um, like he always says, what a wonderful world to live in today when it comes to movies. Absolutely. Now, uh, speaking of Kevin Smith, uh, he was doing an episode of Fat Man Beyond, one of his podcasts, and uh, he was talking about uh, that he got a chance to find out more about what was supposed to be the planned trilogy for Zack Snyder's Justice League. And obviously, uh, those of you who saw Justice League, it was a little bit of a piecemeal. It wasn't a a great movie by any means. Yeah, it was fun to see all those characters together online, but, um, you know, it was evident that Zack Snyder had to step out at some point. Joss Whedon came in to replace him, and then it was widely panned by critics and fans alike. And so, obviously, it was planned as a trilogy originally, and some of the details that Kevin Smith uh, said as far as where the next two movies were going sound like they would be really exciting. Unfortunately, we'll probably never get to see them in that iteration. Yeah, well, it's just funny how you just mentioned how somebody get this guy a uh, comic book property to be in charge of. You know, I just put on our page as we're talking about this. This is something I think Kevin Smith should be in charge of. You know, take those ideas and he had some good vision just the way he was talking about it. I mean, it did sound a lot like... Uh, um basically you know dark seed is it dark side or dark seed it's dark side dark side okay so dark side is basically their thanos mm -hmm. so they could have totally done a thing but this will kind of tie into something we'll talk about a little bit later but there's a certain somebody that's in charge of cosmic movies they do really well with that could have tied this together they could have done the dc universe well if they went that route so Exactly. Yeah. Uh, basically, what uh, Kevin Smith was saying was that, uh, you know, the plan for Zack Snyder's trilogy was that the second movie was going to go cosmic and that they were going to travel to Darkseid's home planet of Apocalypse and they would have brought in the Green Lantern Corps. And, uh, you know, that would have been a neat sort of tie in to uh, the original Justice League again. It would have been a great way to bring Green Lantern into the mix, whether it was Hal Jordan um, or um, uh, John John Jones. No, John Jones is uh, Martian Manhunter. Um, oh, it's going to bug me. Um, the African-American <laughs> Green Lantern <laughs> um, or Guy Gardner or any of the other different iterations of Green Lantern. And it would have hopefully taken that sour taste of out of our mouth. Uh, that was the Ryan rentals, Ryan, Ryan rentals, Ryan, Ryan rentals, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan rentals. <laughs> He's a fan of the show. The Ryan Reynolds version of uh, green lantern. Yeah, it's a, uh, well, I thought that would have been cool too. Like uh, when uh, Alfred was flying um, and he had that flash of light if it would have been green to kind of hint at that um, and missed opportunities. What could have been um, hopefully down the line if they ever decide to rebuild the DC universe, which right now they should not. 
but but if they ever decide they want to i mean there's some good ideas but make sure you find people that love and respect the source material Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, just like we reported on last week, uh, you know, DC is taking the stance now that each of their movies will be standalone, that they won't necessarily be interconnected, which, uh, saying again, is, is probably the best thing for them at the moment. But with something we're going to talk about here coming up, there might be a chance that they could uh, get a shared universe going uh, a little bit later on. Yeah, hopefully something rolls out. That would be fantastic. So, yeah, we shall see. So uh, staying with Warner Brothers in D.C. and uh, worrisome movies, the uh, Birds of Prey, actually the full name of the movie is Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Um, (laughs) I'm actually putting this on our page right now, and it's just I just was writing like the yeah they dropped a a sneak peek teaser trailer of the movie that um, doesn't have me very excited you know obviously uh uh, you know harley quinn uh, margot robbie's version of harley quinn is is iconic you know people cosplay it all the time some of the actors that they have coming in you know mary elizabeth winstead and ewan mcgregor those are all exciting but they're still kind of sticking with that hot topic version of, um, you know, what was the Joker in Suicide Squad. And that's sort of... <laughs> and unfortunately, that's pouring over to uh, this Birds of Prey movie from the little sneak peek that we saw. Um, I'm still going to see the movie. Um, I'm hoping that it's better than what the sneak peek was. But I'm I'm not thrilled based on it. No, I just put on our page, we'll reserve judgment, but it does look pretty blah. Uh, but being a fan of Margot Robbie, she did a great job. She was actually one of the high points of uh, Suicide Squad, I thought. I thought she was a good uh, Harley Quinn. I think she was probably one of the only good parts of that movie. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, um, Will Smith wasn't bad in it, but other than that, it wasn't very good. It was the soundtrack. Yeah, no. The trailer with Queen was awesome. Yeah. No, it was yeah. – it, it felt rushed. Um, I mean, it was obvious that, that they sort of threw the movie together as a response to uh, some of the things that Marvel was doing. But uh, it, it, when all was said and done, not not DC's best outing. No. No. <laughs> and then I'm uh, reading here that, uh, you know, the movie's been uh, rumored to be an R-rated film and uh which we would be new ground for uh dc but uh apparently coming from warner brothers is that there's no confirmation that it's going to be r-rated but uh that doesn't rule it out yeah we'll see i think that's kind of something that failed the uh suicide squad that should have been r-rated oh i agree i absolutely agree um Sort of on a, a side note, and it's not something we planned on talking about. I saw a article the other day that um, Marvel, like Disney's Marvel, may put out their first R-rated movie, which is the uh, Black Widow standalone, uh, which is interesting because that sort of goes against everything that they said that they would do. Right. I read that, too. I think that'd be awesome. I agree. So. 
finally give Natasha her due, man. She's been around since Iron Man 2, so she's been in the uh, Marvel Universe for quite a while. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, you know, with uh, Captain Marvel coming out, you know, Marvel Studios is going to make a big push for more female-led uh, character films, uh, obviously with Black Widow being the next one. Yeah, it's... uh. I, I can't wait to hear more about that. That's that should be fantastic. But then again, uh, Marvel has a really good track record, so I trust in Marvel. I trust. <laughs> exactly. You know, like so far they haven't let us down a weird path where you're like, you know, that was pretty crappy. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and we'll get back to Marvel here in just a minute. Uh, just a couple last notes on DC Warner Brothers DC movies. Uh, Warner Brothers came out and a. Re- uh, announced the release dates of uh, two movies that are highly anticipated. Uh, The first one is the Matt Reeves version of The Batman. Uh, Both of these movies are coming out in 2021. And uh, it is official now that Ben Affleck is out as Batman, that he is actively looking for a younger version of Bruce Wayne and Batman uh, to play this character. And as they've said all along that, uh, you know, this movie is going to be more of a uh, point-of-view-driven noir detective story as opposed to a uh, flat-out action film. As the DC world turns, it's all about drama and replacement. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. You know, Matt Reeves is a great director. He did the last um, two Planet of the Apes movies, which were very good. Um I think it's in good hands, and, and uh, you know, it'll be nice to see a newer version of Batman that uh, isn't so uh, hokey and cheesy as uh, the, ben, the Ben Affleck version was. Yeah, Baffleck was terrible. Yeah. It was not good. So the Batman uh, will come out uh, June 25th, 2021, unless they move that around. Uh, And then the other announcement they made is that uh, the sequel to Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad 2, is coming out August 6th, 2021. Uh, We were just talking about how terrible that first movie is. I actually have kind of high hopes for the second one. It is uh, written by uh, Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn. And then they just announced that uh, James Gunn is officially directing the movie as well. Yeah, it's going to be good. Instant, then, credi- instant credibility right there, man. I, don't be surprised if Dave Bautista ain't in that movie somewhere. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, the other thing is that, you know, they're giving it time. They are doing it the, the pre-production. They're doing the production right. They're not rushing it like the first one was. They need to get a new Joker, though. That, ah, 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 needs to go. I totally agree. He's terrible. I'm kind of hoping that Harley Quinn and the Joker stay on the birds of prey side of things and that Suicide Squad uh, will be made up of, um, you know, some some different characters that we haven't seen yet. Um, Obviously, they're going to bring back a few of them from the first movie, but uh, I can't even tell you who I'd want back from that aside from more than likely will smith is the main character yeah i would take him back but i i just i'd feel really happy with uh james gunn at the helm and like like i just i think he's going to be able to pull some of the people from guardians on here and it's it's gonna be awesome i think it's gonna be cool 
And if it does well, you know, it would be great to see James Gunn sort of helm or oversee the extended DC universe if they decide to roll it all back into a shared uh, universe again. Yeah, it's uh, it DC has been they're starting to come around. They're getting away from this. Uh, let's let's rush this universe and just let movies happen organically. Tell the story of your characters, get it out there and just go from there. Exactly. Um, and, you know, the next movie that's coming out, Shazam, um, looks like a great sort of standalone, uh, different take on what's been the dark brooding DC universe. And it's a lighter comedy take. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, me too. It looks hilarious. Um, the uh, You'll have to help me because I know it's Levi is his first name, right? Zachary Levi. Zachary Levi. Name? Exactly. Um. He said he was grateful. He actually had a role in uh, Thor The Dark World, and his character, I think, got killed off early or something. So he said he was grateful that his character died in that because it allowed him to be, you know, Shazam or in Shazam. He said he had such a fun time doing it. And the trailers are hilarious. It looks it looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his character in Thor was actually killed off in Ragnarok by um, Hela. Oh, OK. Yeah, all of these. But he was in Dark World, wasn't he? He was. He was, yeah. Uh, there was a different actor who played the same character in the first Thor movie, and then Zachary Levi took it over in Dark World. But all of those supporting characters were obviously killed off in Ragnarok. <clears throat> well, that's good. Well, at least he, uh, he he's happy with it, and that's a good thing. So hopefully, uh, see, that's the kind of movie that should open like right now. You know, there's nothing out there. Yeah, I mean, we've got uh, Lego April's Movie 2. kind of loaded. Yeah, yeah. Let, that's coming out next Friday. But uh, for the last two weeks, there's been nothing. No, no, there's been no horrible movie reviews to tell you about. I haven't seen any. I've been catching up on TV shows. That's about it. Gotham's awesome. Been watching Gotham. So. Oh, I forgot it was back. It's back on, yeah. Three weeks in, man. It's good. I got to catch up. It's craziness. Last season, man. It's madness. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that does it for the Warner Brothers DC movie update As this week. As the world turns, it's always drama in the land of DC and James Gunn. <laughs> uh, moving back over to Marvel, uh, we're bringing back our trailer of the week segment. Oh, and uh, <laughs> this week is the trailer uh, it dropped a few weeks ago, but uh, we definitely wanted to talk about it uh, for Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, obviously, the follow-up to Spider-Man Homecoming with Tom Holland, and uh, I, I'm excited. You know, it looks awesome. Oh, it looks incredible. Again, and this isn't, I mean, this is a Sony, a Sony and Marvel co-production, but fantastic. It's in the Marvel Universe Tom Holland's a kick-ass Spider-Man. The trailer is on our Facebook page, The Proton Pack with Chris and Tony. You can check it out there. Check it out on YouTube. Um, wow. It, it just it looks good. Mysterio, like Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio looks awesome. What do you what do you what is some of the things you're excited to see in this, like after watching it? Well, the biggest thing is, you know, obviously they travel to Europe in this one. Um sort of a staple of the Marvel movies, or at least, uh, you know, not the Avengers, but the other ones, is that a different Marvel character 
plays sort of a, a sidekick role in every movie. So uh, sort of explaining is going back to Iron Man 2, where Black Widow was the sidekick character uh, to Iron Man. Uh, you had in Thor Ragnarok, you had of the Hulk, who was the sidekick character to Thor in that movie. Even uh, Spider-Man uh, Homecoming, you had Iron Man as the sidekick character. In this one, you get uh, what looks to be Nick Fury, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, who obviously is coming back with uh, Captain Marvel. But, uh, you know, it'll be nice to see how S.H.I.E.L.D. sort of comes into the mix with Spider-Man. Uh, Mysterio, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, where he actually has the helmet on, the clips that they show there look spot on from the comic books. And then uh, what's interesting is it looks like they're battling uh, Hydro Man, which is sort of a lesser known character from the Spider-Man universe. But, uh, you know, uh, they haven't officially announced anything about him, but uh, it appears that he is a character in it. Yeah, man, I... I don't want to read too much. I don't want to be spoiled on anything with the end game coming out in three months. And we know like there's going to be a refix. And obviously we know a lot of the characters that perished will come back, but uh, <clears throat> I'm excited to see. Cause this literally, I read this takes place uh, within 20 minutes. Like Peter Parker's within 20 minutes of the end of end game. So no jumps, kidding. jumps right into this. Yeah. So, Curious to see how it all kicks off, man. Yeah. And the characters and the actors that they've set up play off each other so well. You know, you've got, uh, um, you know, Ned and Peter Parker, best friends. You know, the Flash Thompson, uh, who basically idolizes Sp Spider-Man but hates Peter Parker, um, are awesome. I wasn't thrilled about Zendaya's version of MJ, but uh, she might grow on me a little bit. Yeah, I think she can. I think the character development will really pop in here with Ned. Well, Ned was great from the first one, but Flash at first, I didn't really like it. Him, like he's always been like the big buff bully, you know, in this one. He's just kind of just a nerdy guy. Yeah. But he had the best line at the end of that trailer, <laughs> though. Not the yeah. international one, but the regular trailer. Exactly. Which is strange. I wonder why they changed it for the international trailer. Yeah. Never thought you'd just get to get away with uh, what's up, dickwad. So <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we put that on our social media. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Proton Pack Podcast. Feel free to check it out if you haven't done so already. And uh, you can also find us on Instagram, which is also Proton Pack. Proton Pack podcast, and uh, we update that uh, pretty regularly as well. Um, that does it for movie news, and uh, we're going to go talk about some video games here, which uh, we get to do every once in a while. And uh, this week is all Nintendo related. Nintendo, and... it's a breakfast. Wow, Nintendo, <laughs> it's a cereal. Now, <laughs> wow. Did... Only kids of the 80s will know that. Yep. Wow, that was a blast from the past. Um, in any case... That was um, probably even worse than the original, man. Not only are we talking about Nintendo, we're talking about Nintendo on mobile, which uh, we talked about from the very beginning that uh, when the Wii and the Wii U came out, uh, Tony and I were very disenfranchised with Nintendo. And we were saying, you know what? Nintendo needs to start... Um, um, 
becoming only a software maker stop stop making consoles yeah you can have the the game boy or the um um the dsx triple x sl minus whatever Deluxe, that is. tiny silver version yeah they make I think great they're hand on the 3ds now 3ds yeah. mini or something but uh, we were saying that, you know, they just they need to license out their properties and, uh, you know, put it out, out on PlayStation or put it out on Xbox so we can you know see good versions of Mario and uh, Zelda and all of that. Um, well, the good news is that, uh, you know, they stayed in the uh, hardware game, came out with the Switch, which, uh, Tony, you'll you'll attest that it is a fantastic system and most of the games they're coming out uh, that are Nintendo branded are, are very good. But uh, was it last year or two years ago, they made the jump to uh, mobile platforms with uh, super Mario run. That was two years ago now. Cause the switch is switch is two years old now in March, I think. Cause they did it right around the same time. Maybe it was two and a half. Um, nonetheless, but they and they still continuously update that too, which is awesome. Yeah, and it's a fun game. Yeah, for ten bucks and all the update, you don't have to keep buying levels or anything. Mm -hmm. um, it came out in uh, December of 2016, so okay, little a little over two. Exactly, and then uh, so they had announced early on. Um, early last year that they were doing another Mario game for mobile uh, Mario Kart tour, which uh, I love the Mario Kart series. It'll be interesting to see how it works on a, on a mobile platform, but uh, they did just announce that uh, it was originally supposed to be coming out March, 2019, but it's been pushed back to summer of 2019. So somewhere between June and September, um, but nonetheless should be a fun game when it does come out. Oh, yeah, I'm excited for it. I, you know, I kind of forgot all about it. I know they had talked about it. And this is crazy because Nintendo has released um, a couple of uh, handheld games. They've got Pokemon, which is popular, Pokemon Go. Mm -hmm. Like, I still see people doing that. They're still going into places collecting Pokemon. Seriously, Mario, wow. Yeah, that's still huge. Mario Run. Don't see as many people playing that as much. Um, of course, I love it. You love it. Um they have Fire Emblem Heroes. I think they have an Animal Crossing game. They do. They have their they have a own their own IP that's only on mobile. I don't know what that's called, but they do have a, it's a role playing game. And then um, they have Mario Kart coming out, which I didn't know. And then there was this other one that they just announced, uh, which was uh, you go ahead and say it. It's uh, probably one of my favorite uh, puzzle games growing up. And no, it's not Tetris. It's uh, the competitor, uh, Dr. Mario. And in this case, Dr. Mario World, which uh, based on what they're saying, looks like it should be coming out around the same time as uh, Mario Kart Tour. Uh, but I this, love Dr. Mario. This was a huge surprise. And the fact that it's uh, coming out on mobile, it's like. You haven't heard much on the mobile front because everything's been about the Switch. And, uh, you know, Nintendo doesn't release a whole lot of... They pick a couple games a year that are first-party titles and uh, you get them sparingly. But, it, dude, this Switch has so much support. Um, but this is a, this was a nice treat. 
Yeah, and it's again going to be one. I mean, a game that's perfect for the mobile platform. I had it on not only the NES, but I had it on my original Game Boy, and uh, it was a regular staple in my uh, rotation. Yeah, it's uh, Doctor Mario was so fun, so fun. If you have the Nintendo Switch right now and you pay the online service, which is twenty bucks for the whole year, you get all these free classic Nintendo games. Well. They released Dr. Mario on that, but they also released a special edition, which is a like it's just a remix challenge where of the 8-bit version of Dr. Mario, but it's just harder. So and that was a nice little surprise that popped up this last week as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I still play the game with the boys on our uh, Super Nintendo Classic and Nintendo Classic. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those games that's pretty much timeless. Yeah, it holds up really well. Um, Nintendo's just, man, slam dunk. I can't say enough great things about the Switch. Uh, Smash Brothers is killer. Um, they just did an update this week. You know, they released uh, the P- PD, the Piranha Plant you can play as now. He's the new character. Um, and cool. they got five more characters that are going to come out here soon. And uh, that game, the replayability of Smash Brothers is fun. And... Uh, quite a quite a joy to play online against other people with very cool yeah it's nice uh to see some more uh nintendo stuff coming out um and i don't have the switch so uh you know i guess i'll have to make do with uh what they put out on the mobile platforms yeah absolutely if you ever can get your hands on one at a good price man it's so worth it um uh, what else I was going to say? In non-Nintendo news this week, they don't have the notes, but uh, they did release a complete remaster of Resident Evil 2 for the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4, which got phenomenal reviews. Um, like, that, Capcom set the standard on what to do in a remake. Uh, they, they redid it from the ground up, and uh, I played the one-shot demo. It was mm. free. You could, It was timed. You can only play it for 30 minutes, and you can only play it once. So huh. once your once your thirty minutes is up, you're done. You don't get to play no more. Um, but what a graphically good it uh, plays just like Resident Evil Two. So you know the controls aren't as wonky as they were on the PS One, but uh, <laughs> right. But uh, what a fantastic game. Um, Sixty bucks right now. It's a little on the steep side. I'd probably wait a little bit. But uh, if you are a big fan of it. Uh, it's out uh, now that just it just dropped this week, as well as uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, which is the Disney Final Fantasy mashup. Um, which has released... a huge following of people. It does. Um, I actually picked that up. Um, I played it this morning. Uh, a lot of cut storylines. you got to have some time to play it. Uh, the gameplay, when you actually do get to play, is not like your traditional uh, RPG. It's more of a of an action platform adventure, but you do sit through a lot of story though. So graphically fantastic, great mashup of the Disney character so far. Um, real great attention to detail, but that's out on Xbox one and PlayStation four. Um, that did not come out for the switch and, um, trying to think what else they, they released this week. It's kind of a big mashup of games. This the last few weeks. That's how I can think of. Hey, I mean, sounds good to me. Yeah, there's some good stuff. Uh, yeah, upcoming. I mean, now you've got... That's kind of the weird thing. You get all these video games all at once, and then you get nothing for a while. 
Yeah, that's gets, typically the way it goes. Gets kind of quiet, like uh, looking at the upcoming uh, list for the Xbox One, and it's pretty quiet. There's, uh, what is that, Yoshi's uh, story, uh, epic yarn story for the Switch is coming out in uh, March. Yeah, March. So, <laughs> so they're getting that. Oh, and they did release... Uh, Super Mario Brothers Wii U Deluxe version for the Switch, which is exactly the same as the Wii U one, but with all the Luigi levels. And now you can play as Toe or a Nabbit, which is this little rabbit guy that runs through the levels, which is great for for like young kids that just want to go through the game because he can't die. Oh, so, very cool. So you can just go through the game and enjoy it without worrying about dying. So great for the little kids. Um, and then you can play as Toadette, who actually transforms into Princess Peach. So it's like playing Princess from Super Mario 2. Um, but uh, great game. I have it for the Wii U. I don't know if I'll pick it up for the Switch because I have the same game for the Wii U. I don't see paying 60 bucks for the a game I already own. So uh, definitely something to uh, keep... Uh, if you if you have a switch, it's definitely worth picking up if you don't have the Wii U version already. And uh, Mortal Kombat 11 was re- was announced, and that looks freaking awesome. Yeah, you, you almost said released, and I almost you were gonna you were gonna yeah. end this podcast right now and go down to your local GameStop or Target or wherever, and you were gonna go buy it. But yeah, uh, it's it's not coming out to April. Um, got the release date here. Um, tend to do it's planned april 23rd is when that'll be dropping hey still pretty close yeah it's not far um but as far as big games go man that's kind of it there's little little games here and there little indie games but the big ones that's those what dumped out in the last month so quite a bit of titles yeah 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 well very good uh you know that uh that was a Packed full podcast, a packed full proton pack podcast. That's a yes, hell of a phrase to say. Uh, in any case, as we uh, mentioned before, um, follow us, give us feedback, let us know how we're doing. Um, you know, we're here just about every week. Every once in a while, we skip a week, but uh, you know, definitely stay on top of it. Uh, social media again: Facebook is uh, forward slash proton pack podcast. Instagram at Proton Pack Podcast. And uh, like I said, we love the feedback. We'll k- keep updating. And uh, as long as you guys keep listening. Yeah. And if you want to follow along as you're listening to the story, which we could have just said at the beginning, um, everything we talked about today is currently on our Facebook page. So you can read along and you can take a look more in depth if you don't want to listen to us throughout the whole thing, which you've made it this far. So thank you. Um, Good on other- you. Other than that, uh, it was another good episode. It was. All right. uh, Till next week, uh, we will see you then. Later, Gators.